Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Private Talk Podcast with Alexis Texas, and we are back with another episode of the After Dark Special. And today on After Dark, we have Abigail Mack with us. Yay! It's so official. You know, the Audi brought all the audience here just for you since you graced us with your presence here on the Private Talk couch. I feel nervous now. So many people watching. I'm starting to sweat. Should. I thought you were just nervous because my big booty was in the room. But, you know, yeah. I see where your head's at now, Abigail. Yeah. Well, I know where I want my head to be at, but we'll talk about it. I mean, that I later. have smothered you before, Private Talk. That's another subject we'll talk about later. But I definitely yeah. have smothered her. Mm-hmm. She definitely passed the three-second test. I don't yeah. know if it was any longer than that, but I know back in the day, I oh. definitely would see how long you could go without, you know, suffocating. Because we don't want to hurt anybody with the big booty. You just want to lightly hurt I them. I mean, I like to suffocate. Suffocating. Yeah, I can fun. hold my breath for a very long for time. For a very long time. Yep. I like that. All right, Miss Abigail <laughs> Mack, thank you for coming on the Private Talk Couch. Tell us all about what you've been up to during COVID. It's been a year now. It's mm-hmm. been crazy times in the world. What have you been doing? Um, well, for about two weeks, I just cried and sat in my house and did nothing. But um, I got over that, and I've just been focusing. I feel like what COVID did for me is really just allowed me to focus on what I wanted to do with my life and with my career, because I still was doing scenes, not a lot of scenes, but I would go on set for people that I wanted to fuck or just companies like, oh, that sounds fun. I'll so you're do just that. selective. Very selective of like the companies I worked with and the people that I worked with as well but I don't know it's really opened my eyes because now I just shoot content for myself and for my own site and it's been like this extremely liberating experience going well there's this whole other side of life like I was shooting content my first year in the industry but it was so different it was like the website based Mm -hmm. situation back then and so I feel like COVID has opened my eyes like I'm going to just go live my life a little bit different now. Like almost like, why haven't I been doing this all along? Or like kind of more of an awakening thing of like, wow, I don't have to consume my life with porn 24-7. Yeah, it kind of has made me jaded because (laughs) I was like, why wasn't OnlyFans around when I first got in the industry? Like this wasn't around. You could do a website, you could feature dance, and you could do scenes is pretty much what you could do. With the whole craziness of OnlyFans, you know, being really more popular, even though it was out before COVID had started, were you kind of jealous or resentful that some of these girls with platforms not as big as yourself now is like able to be like make all this money where it's like you put on all this time? How did you feel about that? I feel like for the new girls, I was like what I was doing. I'm like, don't give your shit away to other people. I'm like, you can make so much money. And I, the girls that I knew that were a little bit newer than I was, um, like a year or two in, I'm like, listen, don't go to set. Like, you, you're oh, so you were in like, the background yeah. being like, don't do it. Yeah, I was like, your agent. I'm like, your agent is wrong. You can make so much fucking money. Like, this can be like, if you get in this industry, you have to know that afterwards, like, you're not going to really be able to do a lot. Doesn't even matter if you're in for a year. People are going to recognize you. There's so many things that you won't be able to do. Make this your end all. Make this your retirement. You know, like if you're going to do it, go all in. So I'm always like, this is how you can make more money. Like, so you were kind of like coaching them in a sense. So it was like no jealousy in a sense. You're like, hey, let's be a part of this team and let's do it this way. Because, you know, I feel like a lot of times with girls, I wouldn't say I was jealous by any means, but I was a little bit, I don't even know if offended was the right word, but it was more like, oh, like you said, that wasn't around when we had it. So it was like, you put in so much time, you do all these things and all, it's like, it came too easily to some people, Mm -hmm. but then more talking to people on the couch and like in seeing their, you know, different lanes and not even in being in porn, having OnlyFans, it was like, it was cool to see the liberation through each artist in their own way because everyone has their lane and everybody can do their own OnlyFans and be completely different and make money and all of us win. So I feel like that's been the cool thing for me to sit and talk to people about the transition if maybe you were doing it before and kind of like where you're at now with it and Mm -hmm. Actually, like what it's made you be able to do without, you know, without these platforms like OnlyFans and Fan Centros and all these other things, 
you know, we kind of were kind of backed in a, you know, in a hard place in a corner in a sense, because yeah. it's like people thought like, oh, you should be having a jet. You should be doing pri- flying private. I'm like, I wish. But, yeah. you know, you don't you know, as much good as much as the money was really good that we were making, mm-hmm. we weren't making crazy that much. You know, when, yeah. we, when you put in perspective now, what OnlyFans, you know, gives us whatever, it's definitely not compared at all you know and it was like the the industry where the big names you know the evil angels and the elegant angels and brazzers and all these people those were the ones who were making the money and now it's kind of like flipped Mm -hmm. so it's like oh this is what you've been doing to me all along and so now it's kind of like you said and very liberating to the point where it's like I can work when I want to I make my own schedule I can put the content that I want to work with the people that I want to and it's kind of all mine yes and I, I really like that you said, um, I can do what I want to, because I do feel like, well, I had a great time in the industry. I'm still in the industry, but there were some things that I'm like, uh, this isn't really like my style, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, like as know, far as genres of like hardcore scenes or what, could, what do you mean by like that? Playing a ditzy nurse okay. or, you know, that so like the typical I, cliche of yeah. like, oh, I'm a blonde and I'm this or, oh, I'm a brunette and I'm the smart one or like this, yes. like the typical where it became like cheesy is fine. And there's a time and a place. And I still like to be cheesy at times. But, you know, <laughs> I see you in your TikTok videos. I told you I'm not a part of it, but I definitely follow you. Yeah. So I see. I see but what's going on over there. I think when it came to sex, how I was feeling a little bit is I went and I'm like, this isn't fun anymore Mm -hmm. I'm not having fun and now doing your own content or at least doing my own content like I'm having so much fun so why did you stop having fun do you think because of the cheesiness or because you just didn't get to do what you wanted to do you know I actually figured this out and I was talking to my man recently about this I wasn't having fun because I wasn't having orgasms I wasn't having real orgasms on set so you faked it Yes, 100%. And if someone says that they have an orgasm in every their scenes, they're lying. I'm an 80%er. <laughs> By the time when I was doing it, because I feel like, and I get what you're saying, because mm-hmm. at the same time, too, it's like, not that you're robotic, but it becomes yeah. a thing that it's very, like, um, it's so, uh, I don't know, it's perpetually, like, it's the same thing over and over again. It's mm-hmm. redundant, is you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, you don't, there's no, like spiciness like if you were in a relationship say it's just dull there's nothing like there's no substance to it Mm -hmm. but for me I felt like if I'm going to go on set and I'm gonna fuck and people are gonna see it Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get off because if not I feel like I'm being used like I'm just Mm -hmm. a hole for you to fuck and in your enjoyment which is cool sometimes if I want it to be but for me I'm like I like to fuck and I want to come so there was always you know I'm very selfish yes but I am selfish too but it is harder for me to come especially with men because I am more into women so I would have an easier time when I was doing a lesbian scene just because I was very into it were you more in your head because you have a partner at home or with like with being with men or what made you think that because you were just kind of working like because you've become Abigail Mack now are you thinking because like I have to be the best scene at this thing like what made you feel so not having fun anymore in those scenes I think it was just the there's a lot of performers that can't let go and this is what I've kind of seen I have worked with a few people where it's like no the camera isn't there like let's just fuck like you're saying like that is how I like to perform like let's make each other feel as good as possible like it's not there yeah, but a lot of people can't do that. And a lot of male performers in this industry today, they can't do that. They can't let go of their performer side to where even I've done scenes where it's like, oh, you guys do what you want. Don't worry about opening up. And I had this happen recently where I'm like, I want you to eat me out. I'm going to tell you exactly what I want, mm-hmm. you know? And I would do it, but then they would open up for the camera. I'm like, no. Like, and I would try to grab Bury their Bury your face in your fucking shit. Yes, but... It's, it's hard because so many people can't let go. And for me, yeah, I have a partner at home, but he's more like, did you have an orgasm today? Did you have, like, like he wants you he to have, he wants you to go and have, he wants me to go and have a great time. He doesn't want me to go and be like, uh, it wasn't that great. He would rather me go and like have a wonderful experience and then come back. And I feel like a lot of times I wasn't getting that. Not that it wasn't fun. It's just like, I wasn't getting off. But it gets to the point, I guess, in the sense where it's like, it becomes work. Yeah. And, you know, even though we are, you know, in porn and, you know, we are sex workers, you know, Mm -hmm. in that sense, it's still like it's it's still your body. People forget that you're human. People forget that you have feelings. People think forget that what you're doing and seeing you actually have to feel that those things feel like, you know what I mean? So it's like put it, it humanizes us in a little bit more. So, I mean, I respect that, that for me, I feel like when I got into the business, I was the same way. I was like. I don't want to do this anymore. And if I'm not having fun, then I don't want to do it. Yeah. So what's the point? 
And, you know, I went through my phases of, you know, not working with girls, then working with girls and then experiencing in that sense. And that's kind of where I found where the, the whole thing that you say about um, people can't let go of that there's a camera there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then a lot of girls, which I became actually more picky with the girls I was with, was because a lot of girls in porn who do lesbian porn don't like girls. 100%. And for me, I'm like, I know I eat good pussy, and I know I'm going to fucking make you come, so I'm not going to give it to you, yeah. like, like, to someone who's just like, uh, uh, uh. Like, that's boring for everybody involved, you know what I mean? So I never mm-hmm. understood, but I do get things, people do things for money, and, yeah. you know, it's enticing, and, you know, you, maybe you want to explore, and maybe everybody's, you know, different with each individual partner, but you have to have fun. Yes. You have to, you know, create sexual, like, energetic, like, moments. That, that's what makes, you know, it captivating for your audience. And mm-hmm. people make want to go and see Abigail doing all kinds of things. Yeah. So what yeah. can we find on your OnlyFans that you're doing a little bit different now? I feel like what I'm doing different now is I'm letting people into my life of, we're a real couple. You know, me and my man have been together 13 years. We're married. And I'm like, you get to see me looking at him and not... Forgetting about the camera. Like, even, like... So, y'all are fucking on there. Yeah, we're fucking. Okay. Yeah. You're like, yeah, Yeah. we're fucking. And it's so great, because now I remember, like, we were at a hotel recently, and I'm like, hey, maybe we should shoot something really quick. Like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Let's just put up the camera. And I remember I came in, like, five minutes. Like, an earth-shattering orgasm. Like, God, this never fucking happens. This never happens on set. Like, it has happened before, but yeah. not a lot. Do you think it's because it was, like, more intimate with between the two of you? Or if it was so, just, like... It's real. It's so intimate. It's so real. And he knows how I like to be fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows how to make me come. He knows how he to better. He's been mouth. married to him. You know what yes. I mean? He better get it done. And it's just, like, it's such a great experience because it when you're having such pleasure and enjoyment, it's not working. And you can tell. Yes, you can tell. So now you get to see me like, I'll be sucking his dick and just start laughing and make a joke. You know what I mean? It's just like so real and so effortless and so fun. And that's what I like to shoot. But that's cool because I feel like getting having to having known you and through the industry and seeing you kind of like find, a, find your voice and find your like quirkiness and you're very funny and like to do humorous things. I feel like it's kind of played out, you know, through the years. And I feel like maybe that's what makes you separates you that your fra- your fans like. So it's like they like your connection with him. They like to see that you're playful. They like to see all these like funny moments that it's not just so serious that you have a yeah. big dick in your mouth and like, hey, mm-hmm. we know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that that's cool. It brings something different to the table that not a lot of people can do. And I feel like with social media and all this stuff that people have access to us, I feel like what sets people apart from yourself and other people is that you have a personality. And people can clearly see that once you put a camera on and people can't, you're not just texting, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some people just tweet or they don't post anything. And with you, you can see your genuine personality. Like that's who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what kind of made why you've been so successful in the business is because you could tell that you really like what you're doing and you're a sexual person. So, good job. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so shy, so nervous. I don't think I know this side of you. Well, like, I'm just thinking, because when I first got in the industry, I'm, like, just kind of, like, compressing what you're saying. Decompressing? Compressing. Hmm. Um, when I first got in, everybody's like, oh, act like a whore. You know, like, be like, ah, I want fucking dick. I need to get fucked. I'm horny all the time. I've never been like that. Yeah. Like, you know, yes, I am horny sometimes. I'm not other times. But you're and just so not one of those people who are like, oh, let me just give it to me. I just want all yeah. the, you know what I mean? And that's, but that's what's great about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like not every girl has, everybody's horniness mm-hmm. is so uniquely different. Yes. And that's why I feel like it comes off so corny, like we were saying before, when it's so overplayed. Yes. Because it's like, I can do that when the camera comes on, and I will. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if I'm at a party, if I'm like this, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I just want to get fucked by everybody here. Like, yeah. I never got along with people that were mm-hmm. like that. And I shouldn't say get along, but I never really related mm-hmm. to that kind of level. And that's why I feel like, you know, certain people stood out to me a little bit more in certain places because I was like, oh, you're real. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, it's authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to find in any entertainment business is authentic. Yes. That's what I want to be. I just want to be my authentic self because I'm just not a serious person. Unapologetically you. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't want to act like anybody else because that will really mess with your mind when you play a part for way too long. Because then you don't really realize when that part ends and when you have to begin. You don't even know who you are anymore. And I think a lot of us have experienced that in the industry. Like, who 
the fuck am I? Like, so do you think that you've had that kind of um, realization in where you're at, especially with COVID going on and having to be a little bit more in your head, maybe a little bit more fans telling you, you're just more aware of things. Is yeah. there a, like a level where you're like, where does Abigail Mack end? Mm-hmm. And where does I, where, where do I fully begin? Yeah, I think that with COVID, because a few years ago, I was kind of like, I'm not acting anymore. Like, I'm just going to be myself. Like, I can't play this role, I guess. Um, And then with COVID, it was more like not even the business side or the sexual side of me. With COVID, I was like, well, what are my interests? Like, if I'm not working, what do I want to do? What do I want to be doing when I'm 40? What do I want to be doing when I'm 50? That's what COVID did to me. I'm like, what am I going to do in the future? What do I really want? Because I've always been building and have goals to certain things just to have them because I feel like it's good for my mental state. But COVID was like, do I want to learn different languages? Do I want to learn to play an instrument? Do I want to live in different places? I don't know. We need to... So tell us here at Private Talk After Dark, what do you want to do? What do you see yourself doing? Is there new activities, new hobbies you've gotten into during all this like realization time? Um, pretty much what I have been doing is buying real estate. That's awesome. <laughs> and then what I want to do is I just want to travel. Like I realize that I'm not the kind of person that establishes roots in a particular area that without new experiences, I don't enjoy life as much. And so I want to go one place and live there for two or three months. And then I want to pick up a bag and go somewhere else. And then go somewhere else. Like, I want to live that life for a while. Forever? I don't know. But I want to do that for a while. I mean, I think that that's a great, you know, goal to have and, like, to to aspire to do those things. And it's like, you know, you have a choice, too, if you do it and you don't like it. You go back home. You have something else. You know what I mean? But I think that, you know, the cool thing about COVID for myself, it's like, how you said the slowing down process. I was like, before it was like you had scenes, you had conventions, you had dance gigs, you had this, this, that, and that, that there was no time to even think that you could even have a real life. Cause you're just like, I'm this person 24 seven. And it's hard to turn things down because it becomes how they say easy money, which is just an easy money cause you're working for it. Yeah. But it becomes to a point where that's your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to like get out of that like redundant, like process of like every time of being like oh nope I'm gonna pack a travel bag or I'm gonna do this and not traveling for the reasons that you want to mm-hmm. and because it's doing it for work because that's with me I love to travel I want to travel a lot but I never try like I, and I've been to a lot of places mm-hmm. and I've traveled but it's like it took me a really long time to get to the point where I either stayed a little longer for my own self or do things on my way because it's like most times you see the airport in your hotel room yep. you don't see anything else you don't get to enjoy anything else you're like but you've been to all these places and you're like mm-hmm. I have and I've met really cool amazing fans and even made friends throughout different cities and stuff, but it's like, I didn't get to experience A, B, C, or D. Mm -hmm. So what is one place that you are going to go pack your bags first and travel to? Um, Well, first, I built a house in Tulum, and so I'm going to go there probably this, like, holiday season at the end. I bought two houses in Florida, and I have my house here. And so I'm going to do Florida for a little while just because the weather is warm and then hurricane season I'm going to go to Mexico and then my next will be Costa Rica because I just love I love Central America yeah I like jungle vibes so I just want to be like a jungle person for a while I like that get yeah. you know get out there see what it all has to offer I just want some fried plantains every morning <laughs> I'm going to come visit you in Tulum it's on my bucket list for just sure just come I like it. So you hear that private talk. If I show up on her door and she's like, she didn't let me in. Hey, I come crying to you guys. If you show me your titties, you can come in. Oh, my tits? (laughs) Most people want to see my ass. I'm I'm unhappy. I'll show you both. You have great tits. Thanks. I feel like I was told that they're underrated. I think they are underrated. They're great. Thank you. I don't want to go too deep and be weird, but you got great nipples. Thank you. That's yeah. not weird at all. This is private talk after dark. We okay. can talk about nipples. We can yeah. talk about anything we I want. remember that. Don't you? Do you have like a little mole right here too? I do. Oh, that's weird she's that been I dream- She's that. been dreaming about me, guys. I like it. <laughs> now she's trying to make me all hot and bothered. <laughs> No, but it definitely is one of those things. I remember being early on in the industry, and obviously I was known for my ass and, you know, mm-hmm. all these things. And, like, back in the day, this is way dating myself. Box cover days, because we don't even have those anymore. DVD, I don't even know if they still are DVDs little, are around. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, I remember my first cover with my face, and I was like, oh, are you serious? You want my face? Like, yeah. Me? Oh, no. <laughs> and then I was like, you're going to get in trouble. And they're like, no, no, you have a pretty face, too. And I was like, okay, thanks. I think I have like three or four box covers with my face and my tits. I was like, yes. 
Yeah. Not always my ass, guys, but I do love my ass. You know? yeah. Your ass is amazing, but I, I do feel like the industry likes to put you in little boxes. You yes. know what I mean? And I remember working with one of my friends who's known to be like a really nasty performer. And she's like, oh, what do you want to shoot? I'm like, let's just shoot something romantic. Like, let's just go down on each other and have a good time. She's like, oh, really? She's like, no one You don't really want me to spin your face? Yeah. No one really wants that. I'm like, you're fucking beautiful. Like, just be beautiful and lay back and let me fuck you. Like, but that's, that's what that's the kind of for me with like whole lesbian porn, even like some you know, and just you know, female or boy girl scenes or whatever. I feel like sometimes people lose that it doesn't have to be so animalistic. Yeah, I mean, sometimes good sex could just be good sex, yeah. and if you two can do it and show you know whatever, and you do it one orgasm at a time, you know, yeah. why not? I just have fun. But yeah. I definitely like the, for females more was the more sensual side because it was just more very like enjoying the female's body and being more like just being romantic yeah being romantic and if you want to choke a little bit sometimes that happens you know like just everyone needs to organic. be a good choking in her then now and then see you like it you're like this whole wholesome and then you like sprinkle in these little dirty traits oh yes. choking spitting yeah everyone needs that. yeah a little bit i like it sometimes you know so back to going on your, your only fan you you know you're on there with your partner do you do other scenes with your partner and other women as well yes Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. at, we can find everything on your on your site. Yeah, I do. Um, boy, girl, 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 boy, girl, girl, anal. You know, it really depends. Is he the only male performer on your site? No, he is not. Okay. Um, I do most of my scenes with him, but he is not the only male performer on my site. Because He's not your only stunt cock. Mm-mm. And I have so much content, too, from like years and years ago, because I think right when I started first started doing boy girl people were like you need a website and I was like okay and so I just started shooting like sometimes like 10 scenes content shit a day and so I That's have a lot. it was but I would do like a solo yeah and then like BTS stuff and just kind of Picture like set, this exactly. that, like, yeah um and so yeah I have a lot of old scenes with like huge performers now you know like Mick Blue and stuff like from years and years You're ago like back so. when they started I was yeah. like, <laughs> but it's like that's that's still great content you know? for sure mm-hmm. so what are some of your most iconic scenes in your mind from the industry from my site or just everything um I would say with everything mm-hmm. gosh just one <laughs> well you can give us you'll do us top three top three you know, we know you've been getting around, Abigail. We, I do. I get around. I tell people I'm easy. I'm not cheap, but I'm easy. Hey, gotta love it. <laughs> you know, I think one of my most iconic scenes is probably the first time I fucked Dread on camera. Okay. Um, Very I, handsome. Oh, I've met what? him at the Jules Jordan booth several times. Not only is he handsome, that guy's a saint. He is a he is the most wonderful human being I've ever I met. I feel that. He's He's a gentle giant. Like, he fucks, but, like, he's just a nice fucking He's not, guy. like, whispering sweet nothings in your ear. He's, like, putting it down. <laughs> or he does both. He does both. Oh, he does nice. both. But I remember, I'm like, oh, wow, that's really big. I don't know if I'm going to be able to take it. And he's, like, you know, do you want to warm up? Whatever you need. Da, da, da. So tell Private Talk After Dark how big was it? It was my forearm, at least, with my hand. Did you put this in your pussy, your ass, both? Pussy. I can't take that in my ass. I'm not an anal queen. I like how you like look down and like, damn, disappointed. And you know how people with huge dicks usually get like, sorry, I'm going to expose them, people, 75, 80% hard, still mm-hmm. kind of soft a little mm-hmm. bit. He's not like that. So he's hard all the way. He's through 100% and through. fucking hard with his mouth. I don't know how he doesn't pass out. Mm. Like, what's going on? Did you ask him these questions? Hey, uh, you with the big dick. Yeah. I know you're 100% hard right now. How do you not pass out <laughs> yeah. when you use that thing? Do you need to lay down? You just lay down. I'm like, are you okay? Is he standing at attention at all times? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's, yeah, I've definitely never seen him hard, but I definitely would like to see it. Um, yeah, I mean, your eyes popping out of your head. <laughs> Bro, it's literally this big. I'm not even playing. Like, Is that the I'm biggest you've ever had? 100%. Yeah. That's the biggest like, one. With, without a doubt, biggest, 100%, no. hands down, yeah. the biggest. Dread is the biggest dick that you've had. Yes, and people will try to compare. There's no comparison. I fucked. If you had to say, like, inches-wise, what do you think it would be? Is it just not just inches, but girthy as well? Because yeah. it's a, you know, it's it's the whole style of cocks. That's you know? true. I feel like inches, I don't know, I would guess, like, 10 or 11. To be realistic. But it's thick, too. I can barely put my mouth around it. Mm. <laughs> And barely got a big mouth I have a big mouth like I can fit probably like my hand in so my there mouth. was no gagging on it 
No, you can barely put your teeth, like, if you try to put in your mouth, like, you're biting, because mm. your mouth can't, can't open, open that wide. I wonder what's, like, the lo- like the most amount of cocks that someone has fit in their mouth from him. I don't know. We would have to look that up. <laughs> we need to do like, a contest. We need research. Can We're anybody gonna... unhinge their jaw to get mm. that inside I think I know mouth. some girls that are like that. I wouldn't, like, say that that's safe to do, but, yeah. you know. You... <laughs> There's some big mouths. Look at my big gaping mouth. Like, it's really, like, you holding your That could like... be a fetish. We're on to something, Abigail. <laughs> big gaping mouths. It's, it's a big thing. gaping mouth six. <laughs> I like it. I won't be starring in it, but I'll direct it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll uh, run camera. You can be, be like, like the fluffer. <laughs> yeah, I'll just like touch the balls. Like, that's you a good, good throat. That's, good? that's a good throat. Wonderful. So, okay, that's your one. We have okay. two more. Two more. Um, I'm going to go scene wise. Let's pick a girl. Let's pick a girl this time. You say you like girls more, like most than, than male performers. So, there mm-hmm. has to be something out there that sticks into your mind that's like. Yeah, there's a f- there is a few. Um, but I guess like my most, I'm just going to try to do recent because I fuck a lot of. Just fucking a lot. You fuck a lot. That's right. Um, it happens to the best of us. Probably me and Chechik, Adriana Chechik, last she's year. She's good, yeah. Yeah. Um, she's another one where it's like she's known to be like this crazy performer, but like she fucking likes girls. Like yeah. she eats pussy like a fucking, like she tries to make you come mm-hmm. whatever she can do. And I feel like whatever it is, we have a connection. Like we're not super close. We're friends, but we're not super close. But for some reason, we've worked together a few times. There's just... I think that it comes to that point thing too. It's like, because both of y'all, I feel in somewhat similar but different performers, being that I've worked with both of y'all. But I feel like it's, you just know. Like it's like one of those things, like some people, when you just know sexual things and chemistry or what people like and you're not so selfish and just wanting to do it to yourself only, Mm -hmm. it's telling in in a whole scene. And I feel like she's definitely one of those, you're one of those people that too, it's like you actually want your person that you're working with Mm -hmm. to feel good. Yep. Some people are like, oh, are we are we done yet? Are we we're doing pictures? Yeah. Um, How much time do we have? Like, left? I've had a girl that was like in like it was a movie we did in, in Arizona, and we're still like on the last position. And I look back, and she's dressed, and she's like, oh, we're not ready, we're not done yet. And I'm like, bitch, who even told you that we that you should even put your clothes on? We haven't even done sex stills. We haven't done anything. Clearly, your head wasn't in this game. But like, yeah. all right, well, fuck you too. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's you're like. Well, all right then. I've had a girl walk out on a sex still. She's like, I'm hungry. Like, we're doing sex stills. And she's like, it's lunchtime. I'm hungry. You just walked out. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Go, did you go eat. Did you eat your per pussy the same when she came back? Yeah, actually, it was a very <laughs> aggressive scene. And I was supposed to be, like, very dominant. I was wearing a strap on. So I kind of, like, let it out, you know? <laughs> you, you put it down? Yeah. I nice. laid down that dick. Nice. Yeah. Laying down the dick. How is that to uh, those people out there that have never worn a strap on? How is that feeling of fucking another girl with a fake cock? Because you don't have feeling in it, but yeah. you still get those urges when you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like first you have to find a good strap on because not all strap ons are made equal. A lot of them <laughs> in the industry that they give you are pieces of crap. And there's just like the back back ties pretty mm. much and they just fall off. Yeah, where you're, you're like holding it where you're like fucking and it's like this is just a whole fucking thing. Yeah, get yourself a good strap on that you don't have to worry about that's just going to stay in place. And then it's great it's great to be able to feel someone's body react to what you're doing. Mm. And I feel like that's good. For me, it's just like seeing someone in pleasure and having a good time. That turns me on more by someone like eating or fucking me. So you know, the like, ecstasy. Yeah, I like to just like see people have a good time. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. See people have a good time. Yeah. I hope that you are liking this After Dark episode, Private Talk. I know I'm loving it. We're getting to know Abigail a little bit more. So tell us your third one. You my went from guy. One. You went to girl. You went from the biggest. Yeah. You went to the, the girl. Well, that was like my most, I would say, like iconic. Okay. You know what I mean? A okay. lot of people when I mean, that's a big deal for you mm-hmm. saying that that's like one of the biggest cocks in the industry. He's yep. very like, you know, well put together as a performer. He's very like, you know, some people could just be a dick, literally. Yeah. And, you know, not want to like help you out at all. Because that's that mm-hmm. matters. You know, yeah. if you're so like I've had some guys and I'm sure even the same where it's like not the biggest but not the smallest either. And like I've been the most sore or it just didn't work out. And then yeah. I've had the biggest and I'm like, man, I can take this like a champ. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, not it's not in day. Yeah. And I think it's about chemistry as well. Like you were saying, if you guys have that spark, um, but I'm going to go with maybe not my most seen, but just like my best time was when we were just in San Diego. I was with my husband in San Diego and I didn't even have my makeup done or anything. We didn't really put up lights 
and we just fucked. And I was not even trying to get off, and I just had, like, the craziest orgasm. And I'm like, that's what stands out to me more because I know people watch that and they're like, Jesus, that girl is like... Like legs shaking, eyes rolling back in the head, screaming. Yeah, like like, blacking out, not knowing where you are. Good times. Good times. Where you come to and you're like, I can't physically do anything right now. I need five minutes because my legs don't work. Dick drunk. I miss being dick drunk. (laughs) Great. It's great. And I love to be able to show that to people like... You know, like women can have a really good time having sex because yeah. it is a little taboo still. Mm-hmm. But uh, to be able to have a real orgasm on camera, I think is so important to show people. And that I was like a good that. one. I like that a lot. So let us know where we could find you on your social medias, your OnlyFans, what is that? Shout it out so we can support you and see what these orgasms are all about. My social media is Twitter and Instagram, Ms. Abigail Mack with an MS. I have a YouTube channel, Abigail Mack, TikTok, Ms. Abigail Mack, and my OnlyFans is abbyfans.com. Ooh, so let's talk about this TikTok whole new world that you're, uh, you're dabbling into. You said, yeah. I know not as much as I should know about it, but uh, what have you been doing on TikTok? I've just been dabbling pretty much, okay. pretty much since COVID. You know, I'm like, oh, what's something that's silly and fun? And I think I was looking for something that wasn't based around being a sex worker. Okay. And so TikTok is so PG, you can't even put that content on there. But do you feel like you're discriminated against on TikTok because of your name? Or have you been yet? I have been a little bit, but I fought it and I've gotten my stuff back, Okay, luckily. But I have had stuff getting taken down for like sexual content, which wasn't, because I think some people probably are just like, fuck this girl. Yeah. Um, but I have They see your name, it. you're like, oh, yep, no sex. Yeah, even though it wasn't at all. It's was like something of my face. Um, but I always, even on Instagram, I do this too. I'm like, you made a mistake, let us know. Yeah. I go, let us know, and I'll write a whole thing about it. I'm like, absolutely not. You need to put this back up. And I've always gotten my content back up, which is great on TikTok. Nice. Um, but it's just something to let out my silly side. Is it something that you want to create more content on there? Or mm-hmm. you? what are you trying to, what is your goals with your TikTok account? I think my goals with my TikTok is to just have fun. Okay. It's an outlet where I can be, because I am, real goofy in real life I'm not a sexy person you know I always, you always say like, that I feel like I've heard you say that since I've known you yeah I'm not You're like you make silly faces you make yeah. you know all these like little like either noises or whatever mm-hmm. but I think that that's what makes you sexy is that you're comfortable in your own skin that it's like it's like not like to me sexy isn't always well put together so whatever mm-hmm. it's just like you it's like it's like if that's what makes you laugh and like you can tell that you're genuinely laughing or having a good time with your husband mm-hmm. I think that's way more hot mm-hmm. than you just like being like oh my god yeah just watch me touch myself yeah like you know what I mean like it's just weird you know and that's why yeah. I feel like again earlier when we were speaking it was like that's what sets you apart from some of these girls that are just super over highly sexual and not that you're mm-hmm. not over highly sexual mm-hmm. but you're just like you're Abigail Mack you're sexy you do porn you do this but there's also other sides to you and that's why I feel like private talk is been you know a platform for me to show other people that there are other sides to you there are other facets to you there are other things that you can do or you are doing currently that people may not know about it a hundred percent um and I appreciate you saying that um but yeah I've never really felt that I was like a typical like a typical sexy girl um so it's just like an outlet for me to be silly and funny and things that I actually like doing like I'm a goofball I'm a nerd I'm not like hip, I'm not with it, you know? <laughs> Saying it like that, definitely not. I'm not with it. But seriously, I've always been that person, just been like, not really know what's going on, just kind of in my own world, and I can just do that, you yeah. know? I like that. That's mm-hmm. awesome for you. It's, uh, you know, sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone and, yeah. like, do things that are a little silly. That's why, mm-hmm. for me, I think that's why it's so hard for me to do that is because I don't know how to be silly. Like I don't. You're to be, very silly. I know how to be silly and like a, like in a like we're hanging out and like mm-hmm. I'm really funny and I can like you know entertain people like that. But mm-hmm. as soon as the camera comes on or like I'm not the type of person who's like selfing the whole time. I mean like whatever because I'm like I don't have anything to say. Nobody wants to hear from me. But if somebody else is doing it, I can be fine. I can like do it. But yeah, not just by myself. Like yeah, that's not that happening. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah, I feel like silly is easy <laughs> when I have to put on heels and a dress. Then I'm like I'm I don't know what to do. Where do I put my hands? Like, how what am I, I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> That's funny. So what would you say is one of your defining moments in the adult industry? One of my defining moments. 
Like, what do you think that happened that either Ooh. maybe an award or something happened like yeah. that you would be like, mm. I feel like this happened a couple years ago, but I feel like a defining moment in my career is a company wanted me to do this big series for them and they wanted me to travel for it and everything. And I told them my price and they're like, oh, we can't pay that. And I said, well, I'm not going to do it. And they're like, oh, well, what do you want? I'm like, this is what I need. You need to pay me for the travel days, everything. Um, so I feel like my defining moment was like, no, I'm not sti- doing Like that. sticking to your ground and being yes. like, no. Because most people, they would be like, oh, well, this person would. That's why my biggest thing they hate. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, then go get that person. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I told you what I need. This mm-hmm. is about me and you. This yeah. is a business you know, a transaction. Mm-hmm. And if this doesn't work, then we go our separate ways. Yes, it's like, this needs to be mutually beneficial. And I feel like in the beginning of my career, I was like, just like, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, you know, just to get my name out there. But the industry isn't the industry it was five years ago. It isn't the industry it was 10 years ago. It really wasn't even the industry it was two years ago. It's so different. And so I feel like a defining moment for me was like, I don't need this. It's not mutually beneficial. I'm not. So did you feel liberated by saying no? And like having, did you get labeled as like difficult or like you're too whatever? Like, cause people are, it's like one of those things in in female, you know, dominated businesses or, you know, ran, it's like, oh, you don't want to do this. Like, oh, you're a diva. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. And that's why it's like some people, some people we get stuck to being like, just saying yes mm-hmm. when we don't want to. But if to. you're a man, you're a boss, and you're a good business person. Facts. And that's why for yeah. me is I'm very determined to one of those things. It's like I don't want to say no just for no reason, but if, yeah. I, if I feel something and it's not something that justifies something that's either even my brand or what's something that works and what's good for me, then I have no problem saying no. And then yes. that's when people will try to you know dictate or narrate the story a little bit differently, but you, know, you have your own truth. Yeah, 100%. So I don't know if people call me a diva or a princess or whatever. I'm sure some do. But you don't fucking care. I don't I don't care. It doesn't matter because I don't know. I've always looked at the industry as I'm getting my fuck you money and then fuck you. Yeah. Like, you know, not trying to be a bitch or anything, but going like I'm this is a business. For sure. So you want me to come in and do whatever you tell me to do and then leave with nothing? Absolutely not. Yeah. Like we're in to have, like, it's a good fucking time. When I'm not having a good time, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm gonna, just going to follow what makes me happy. But if I'm not profiting and not going to be able to do anything after this, why am I doing it? But that's it why I feel business. like people feel like they forget that it is a business. And mm-hmm. they, they sometimes take it personal because we're friends, quote unquote. No, if you were my friend or you were this, then you wouldn't what, ask me to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. Yep. So I've always like, you know, I've had companies be supportive of me and some companies that didn't, but, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't work out. And then they yeah. try to pit, pit, pit people against each other, which I thought was really ridiculous because yep. it's like, Women already have enough, you know, on our target on our back. We, you know, people, you know, ch- chastise us for everything that under the sun, mm-hmm. especially being in the adult entertainment, you know, business. We get, you know, like you said earlier, there's certain things that once we've done it, we can't do certain things. And it's mm-hmm. like they judge you for the rest of your life that yeah. you've done porn. Recently, I was just in um, a music video for. I saw this. Uh, it was like this whole big thing. And now there's like an investigation because, and like why, it's like I should be, I don't know if, if it's. Have to what they can even actually really do to be talked about. I mean, I didn't do any exactly yeah. like I don't. I didn't do you anything were in wrong. A dress. When I was in a dress, they tried to say that I was stripping, which I wasn't. But it says that it's deemed. I forget the exact wording. That's why I'm trying to think. It's like um, basically they were afraid that other children would go and look up who I am, and that's what they're afraid of. So I'm like detimental to their well-being or You're whatever not their mom and maybe their parents should uh, and that's why like the censorship and all those things like that mm-hmm. so it's just it's crazy to see like and I haven't even done a scene in four years mm-hmm. but I'll always be labeled as it doesn't matter if I've been doing my mm-hmm. podcast you know this is season two we've been you know we had you know really great traction and you know I've been having a lot of fun with it but it still doesn't matter you're yep. stamped and labeled I did porn which I don't have a problem with that to a point is mm-hmm. I don't like the word no yeah. for me it's like I'm not porn doesn't define me who like define who I am it's just a part of who I am you know what I mean? They're a part of a journey that I took. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, you have to stand your ground and being, you know, a strong, indivi- you know, independent woman, as yeah. I think is what sets you apart of being a businesswoman and as being suc- as successful as you have been in the industry, because a lot of people can't do the same or yeah. their longevity doesn't last as long as because they don't have a backbone. They don't have good people behind them. They don't have, you know, they don't, they can't say no. Yeah. 100%. And shit happens. Every woman have sex. Some have it on camera. That's right. And yeah. we chose to have sex on camera at Private Target After Dark. 
Yes, we did. So you should be watching it. Please should go join both of our OnlyFans. 100%. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and then we're going to get to my favorite part, Truth with Texas. Support for Private Talk is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Ladies, listen up. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you and your man's jewels. For any women out there who have come across a hairy bush, you're now in luck. Manscaped have just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Yes, the 4.0. Make sure you join the 2 million men worldwide who already trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code PRIVATETALK at manscaped.com. If you're looking to purchase the perfect gift for him that he will actually use, Manscaped is my go-to. Goodbye, Harry. Hello, clean. This sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer is the best thing on the market for a cleaner shave. It's waterproof, and you can trim in the shower to spare the mess. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. This new sexy trimmer includes a multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock and also gives the ability to turn the LED spotlight on and off. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes 1 through 4. You know what they say, trimming the bush makes the tree look taller. Did I mention wireless charging? Our new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction that helps battery length last longer. So hurry up and go get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PRIVATETALK at manscaped.com. Experience premium grooming with Manscaped. All right, Private Talk, we are back and we are still with Miss Abigail Mack on the couch. And we're about to play my favorite part, Truth of Texas. We know porn stars get a little down and dirty, but we're going to get extra dirty for this After Dark episode. Are you ready, Miss Abigail? I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. I won't bite you too hard. <laughs> That's why I said it in my sexy phone, so use phone sex operator voice. All right, pick a card and let private talk know what that card is. It is the ace. Ooh, ace of spades. spades. That's our favorite here. It's the naughty question, which we're all a little naughty. You gotta lick it before you stick it. <laughs> there you go. See, I played. A, I played a couple party games. Can you, can you ask me like this? I can. Can you answer like that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Have you ever pegged a man? I have never pegged a man, but I have fisted a man. Tell us about this fisting. Um, so was I, it in the scene? Was it in your personal it life? It was in my personal life. Okay. It was a sugar daddy of mine. I used to do that. I don't anymore, but it was a great time. So um, did your um, sugar daddy ask you to do this, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. So he, I already knew he was into anal and like ass licking and ass play and everything. And then he asked me if I would, you know, fuck him in the ass, like, so did it go finger. gradually, like I was going to say, so yes. it's a one finger, two mm -hmm. finger, and then you're like, just shove it all in? Yes, he was like, more, more. He's like, I can take more. I'm like, are you sure? And I even had like the gloves and everything. Like I was like protecting, <laughs> we had like towels down. Like, like, it was official. It was official. And yeah, I was like up to here. How did that feel inside? <laughs> it's... No. Did you like feel like it was like a just an empty hole? Yes, Did you feel like you could grab of, something inside no. of there? Did it, you? It felt like a gaping, mushy, empty hole, but mushy. So do you feel like guys feel like that when they're fucking girls in the ass? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I guess depending how tight. But this guy obviously had like a, a have, bussy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that, what did you call it? A bussy. What is a bussy? An Talk. ass. An ass pussy. <laughs> Like, he had that thing stretched. He was played with it a lot. So, did he <laughs> orgasm from this? Oh, yeah. He orgasmed, like, over and over again. We're did like, your hand get stuck? Like, because you know when you orgasm, mm -hmm. it gets tighter. Did you feel like you were going to get lost? It didn't get that much tighter, but his eyes were, like, rolling back, and he was just, like, freaking out. Like, he loved it. Yeah. How many times did you fist it? Was I mean, it just I was, the one time? Or did oh, you yeah, just repeat, the one Repeat time. offending. Just the one time you with had the your fisting. Fill. Yeah, but it was like a good 45 minutes long of straight fisting. Did it arouse you at all? No, not sexually, <laughs> but I thought it was very amusing. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Like, I fisted a girl, and I was thinking the same thing, but again, mm -hmm. it did nothing sexually turn me on, but yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. you really get in I there. I'm really glad I had that experience. <laughs> you know, I don't kink shame anybody. I you can know? see the smile on your face, yeah. how, like, you know, it brings you back to that time. It's yeah. like it's like when you're a little kid in a candy store, it's, like, nostalgic. You're like, yeah. What, a good, what a good story, too. <laughs> I liked it. So yeah. you wouldn't peg anybody. You After that, you're done. You fisted I would, somebody. I would peg someone. 
For sure. So you I've don't have any that. problems of like fucking a guy in the ass. Oh no. Strap on. No. That you bring because you know you don't have to play around with these little dainty. Yeah, I would bring my own strap. Do you have several strap ons? I do. I have only have two. The two? good ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've never pegged somebody, but I would. Have you ever used food during intimacy? Yes. What kind of food? I think it's usually, well, like for scenes and stuff, I've used fruit, like strawberries, lots of berries and bananas. Like for women, like being sensual or like you didn't just like jerk off a dude with a grapefruit, like the whole grapefruit trick or like stuck a cucumber somewhere. Oh, I've I've shoved a cucumber in my puss. Did you um, actually master? I mean, did you come from doing that or was it? Absolutely not. No, it was it was for like a. I was a kitchen more like scene. a like freak show kind of thing. Like, yeah, I was more whoa, like, look, there's a, and I pulled it out and then I took a bite of it. Was it tasty? I mean, it tasted like puss cucumber. <laughs> puss on a good day. Yeah, it tasted like my vagina because vaginas taste like things. Tastes like my vagina and cucumber. Have you ever touched yourself in public? Yes. Where has this public place okay. been? So one of my first. Okay, I have a story about this one. So I used to ride the bus. Um, When I was like 19 or something, I had a job and I didn't have a car. So I rode the bus and the bus was like, and I remember what I would do. (laughs) I would do kind of like this. I would close my legs as hard as possible Mm -hmm. and I'd do this and like I could get Mm -hmm. off on a bus ride. That's hot. Is that weird? No. I mean, I think. I was really discreet. I feel like people, at that time, you're being like sexually like exploring. Yeah. You don't know, but then you're like, oh, wait, that feels good. And then you like Mm -hmm. keep doing it and you're like, hold on, wait, we're going. Yeah. (laughs) But were you like, did people ever, you think anybody ever noticed that you like actually came? I don't think so. I don't, it wasn't a super busy bus. But now, whenever I'm... Now people are going to be like, I knew she was doing it on this bus. It could it could have been, but now, like, when I'm in the car and it's, like, a bumpy ride, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, it reminds gets, you back and you're like... Gets me yes. going. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it before, like, hold, like, when I had to pee really, really bad and, like, holding it mm-hmm. and putting my hand there and I'm like, oh, wait, this feels good. And then I yes. definitely have, like, done that. So I, I get that sensation of, like, yeah. oh, wait, I closed my legs like that. Oh, wait, hold on, let me do... Wait a minute, because I'm a lippy girl, you know what I mean? I got bat wings, so you know, I'm just, yeah. I feel like we're, like, it's over, not highly sensualized, or or, what is the word, Uh, sensualized? Like, it's just very, like, anything I touch, I'm like, because I'm I'm an outwardly person, so I don't, not, if I'm going to masturbate, I'm definitely, like, nine times out of ten, I'm all clitoral stimulation. I'm not trying to just stick a dildo, because it doesn't feel... It just doesn't feel like it's got feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, there's no blood pumping through those veins. <laughs> that sounds so stupid. Are your lips really sensitive too? Yes. That's Same. why I'm saying like I can Same. touch it and be like, mm, okay. Yeah. Like I used to stand with my hand in my pants and like touch myself. Because when I'm nervous, I stick my hands at my pussy. Like I remember being. It's I remember, warm and safe there. I remember uh, I was hosting AVN Awards and I was so nervous. You have this big dress on, right? And I had mm-hmm. a slit. I'm like backstage and I'm like have my hands in my dress like this, and they're like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "I'm okay. I'm good. I'm this. I'm, I'm gonna be okay as soon as it's like." <laughs> I'm like, and then like like they put like the lights on, and they do whatever, and I'm like, "All right, it's showtime." And then I'm good. <laughs> but I like walking out, you're like. But it makes me nice smell. Yeah, it makes me feel happy. Like it's not. It makes me comfortable. I'm just like, yeah. oh, safe space. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a big reason why I grow pussy hair so I can play with it. See, I used to be like that. I used to have just a little patch on the top, and because mm-hmm. I would, when I would come, I would pull it, and it would yeah. just feel good. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. to twist them in little devil horns and have little devil pussy. That's special. Yep. <laughs> devil okay. pussy alert. Yeah. It does because the hair is so like. I like Crazy. it. It'll twist in little horns. Nice. I'm going to have to watch out for this on your OnlyFans. You know? yeah. <laughs> I probably have pictures in my phone. Oh, nice. We're yeah. going to have to trade pics. <laughs> Be like, can you send me a picture, Abigail, of those devil <laughs> pussy? You might like it. I might. A- Ace of hearts. Ace of hearts. It's a romantic question. Ooh. Would you consider yourself a romantic? I would consider myself a light romantic. What's the most romantic thing that someone has done for you? My husband is a super romantic person. I can see that. I'm like, I'm sure he's probably he done is something. So many things. Um, I feel like the most romantic thing, and this is very my style because he knows me so well. Uh, when we got married, 
We actually went to the courthouse to get married. We wore matching dinosaur onesies mm. on Halloween. Nice. Went to the courthouse, got married, and then he took me to get breakfast pizza at my favorite place. That's special. And it was so romantic to me because he knew that I didn't want the big wedding. He knew, like, we're not religious or anything. And so he knew that would be how I would be most comfortable. And I just thought, like, this is, like, the sweetest thing ever. Like, I'm just so happy. That's awesome. I like that. I like when people don't do things that are, like, super cliche. But if it fits your, like, your brand or whatever, cool. But it's, like, he knew what you wanted. Yeah. I mean, like, knowing those things. And I feel like it's, that's what makes it romantic. Like, it could be something as little as, like, your favorite chocolate or this. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just, like, the time and details put into things. Yep. That someone, it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. Just something that they know about you. They know you. Hmm. Scale of one to ten. How comfortable are you with public displays of affection? You being a porn star, you you know obviously you have to have sex on camera, mm-hmm. uh, not have to, but you know you do. Yeah. And how are you with just in your everyday life? Oh, I'm ten. I don't care. I mean, I'm not like super like I'm not gonna grab his dick or anything in public, but but I you're c- making out, you're kissing, you're being super overly affectionate. Not overly, but, like, we hold hands. I, like, sometimes in the grocery store, I'll just go up and, like, because he's 6'3", and I'll just put, like, my head in his chest, and he'll just, like, hold me for a second. Like, we kiss. We don't full-on make out, though, but, like, we kiss in public. What's the most embarrassing moment you've had from dating in your past? Hmm. (laughs) Okay, can I do, like, a really young one? Because this is super embarrassing. Okay, so when I was, like... Coming into my own, I was a young teenager. I had the massive crush on this boy. And in my town, I grew up in a small town. There was like the county fair. Those were fun. Yeah, so we went to the county fair together. Mind you, I have crazy motion sickness. I get vertigo very easily. In a car, I get motion sickness, nausea, everything. I did not care. I wanted to go on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> You're like, with I this like boy. this guy. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. And so it was me and him on the Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel stops. I throw up all over the floor. Oh, right in front of him. Special. Walk off the Ferris wheel. Throw up again. Walk even further and throw up in the garbage can that's just right there. And then I ran off, I looked back, and he was just, like, walking the other way. Like, didn't even say, like, are you okay? It wasn't like, hey, come back! He was like, I'm never talking to this person No, and we had classes together and everything, and, like... Nothing? Didn't talk about it? Uh Uh-uh. How rude! I mean, I would at least want a conversation and be like, are you okay? Like, yeah, you don't have to kiss me or try to, like, talk to me again. But you could have been like... There was none of that. Like, we didn't talk, I think, for, like, a good two years. Have you talked to this person at any time in your adult life? Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think once we got older, like, 17 or so. And you're like, hey, remember when I threw up all over that ride and you just fucking... But it never came up. It was kind of just like, oh, hey, how are you? Like, it's like, you remember that one time? But little does he know that you think about it all the time with one of those embarrassing things. It's like it really is ingrained in my brain, like how embarrassing it was. I mean, I I mean, I don't like throwing up in general in front of people. So I can only imagine somebody that you actually like and trying to be like all impressive. You're like, I don't like, you know, anything. And you're just like, yep, all over. (laughs) And me, it would be even worse because like people like my family would always be like you're the worst person to throw up because you want everyone to know like I'm not a quiet throw up person I'm like I'm like like everyone and like it's an exorcist and it's not the good thing that's going on now at my older age I definitely have been more quiet but then Mm -hmm. as a kid I'm like I'm like let me throw up and let's go party you can rally but no but you can rally yeah please do that Mm. craziest sex thing you've ever done craziest sex thing I don't know. Me, when me and my man first got together, we were really um, spontaneous. And so we would just have sex everywhere. And so, like, we would break into, like, houses that were being built and, like, fuck in there. So I rebellious. Remember, yeah. Uh, we'd go on hikes and just, like, fuck on the side of a mountain. I remember one time That's we were hot. grocery shopping and I was super horny. And so we just got to the car and, like, fucked in the grocery store parking lot. Nice. Um, but I remember one time we were in this, like, abandoned house and it was like being built but there's just like the studs that were up and you could kind of see out to the street a little bit and he was fucking me and we're both super horny and then I got my period and so we pulled it out and there was just blood (laughs) fucking everywhere (laughs) and you know what he did he was so sweet he took his underwear and he's like here so he put his underwear on me and then I put back on my pants and then we just walked home but we well, didn't drive at the time, so we had to walk like a good romantic. Yeah, <laughs> and half you're my just home. bleeding everywhere. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. That's how you really know what love is. He's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how guys are like that, especially when you've been with somebody. They're just like, mm-hmm. 
why do you care? And you're like, because I do. And they're like, yeah. I don't. He's like, I don't fucking care. Favorite position? Ooh, I have two. It's yeah. either lazy doggy or spoon. Tell private talk after dark what lazy doggy is. Lazy doggy <laughs> is like the plank position. Like you're laying like <laughs> straight on your stomach with your legs straight. Mm. And then I'll usually take a, either my hand or a vibrator and put it on my clit the whole time. And then I like that. But I have to like kind of like perch my ass up because no one's getting in between these cheeks if I don't help them out a little bit. Yeah, I like to <laughs> slam my legs shut as hard as possible to create you like don't the want most it. friction that I can. Not easy access. You're like, yeah. let me just shove yeah, it in. Yeah, I like it when it feels like it's being shoved, mm. like when it's like really so tight. That, okay. And I can literally come in like three minutes. That or spoon is like, I can just come so fast in those positions. Least favorite. Least favorite. Pile driver. <laughs> Thank God you said that. I hate that one. I've only ever done it once on like yeah. a thing and it was because a fan like requested it and they were mm -hmm. like, they did the whole thing back in the day for Naughty American. It was like, shout out so-and-so fan. I'm like, who does this in a sex yeah. So I'm in pile driver. I'm like, hi. <laughs> I don't even, John, let's say Jonathan. Yeah. Like some shit. I was like, why? Like who? does that position like yeah. I want to know somebody who in their personal life who really does that position and can get that girl to actually do that because it's not really cute yeah and you're not even you can't get fucked hard in that position or anything but uh yeah it's just weird I just get lightheaded I'm just like why is this happening you're like, like just let me get this. I need it doesn't that. feel good for either party I don't like it yeah next questions ace of clubs Clovers. kinky Kinky question. Kinky. You're a kinky girl. I can feel it. You've got a strap on. You got oh. two strap ons. What's the kinkiest thing you've ever done on a set? Kinkiest thing I've ever done on a set. I'm trying to think like what even is kinky? Because like a lot of people would be like, but it's maybe something that you like fantasized about that you like maybe like lived out in porn and you didn't even know. Because like sometimes what I like is like I like mapping out what's gonna happen in the scene, like mm -hmm. but not like not telling what it's gonna happen, but just like yeah. the parameters of whatever. Because then it's like you have so much room to do stuff. Because I mm -hmm. find like myself once I know that someone's comfortable with whatever, mm -hmm. then I'm like okay, I can spit on her. I can fucking put my finger in her ass. I can yeah. whatever. Or if it's eight girl or orgy or like eight guys or like what's the most extreme oh, scene okay. thing that you've kind of done so I guess I would go with like two it would probably be like my DP scene was pretty kinky and it was in the back of a pickup truck which is like little like almost that, like hay barrel they don't give you stuff. the most easy like position I mean like places to have sex they're like hey no. fuck on this rock yeah <laughs> this is exactly how it was so have you did you ever experience a DP prior to doing your scene no Okay, so this was a I did my actual first, first DP on camera. Nice. Yes, um, and I got really lucky because it was with two amazing men. Um, but I what guess dicks that did was, you have in your holes, at Abigail Mack? I had Prince and Jack Slayer at mm -hmm. the same time. That's a lot of dick. That man. is a lot of dick, and you're such a little girl. <laughs> you're like, I know, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I took all of both of them, like a champ. And you know, Prince is so great because he's like. You're Superstar, you got this. You fucking got I love this. That. The, the encouragement. Yeah. You're a hype man. Yeah, he was. He was my hype man the whole time. And I was like, you're fucking great. Because I think we won at AVN like the next whatever coming year for it. Amazing. And I was like, thank you, Prince. I couldn't have done this without Prince because the whole time I was like, I don't think I can. So do that's this. what you really meant. You're you fucking got this. You got this. I'm like, okay. You're like, I can't not now because he's gonna be really mad. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, he was definitely my hype man the whole time. And then I did another because I don't really um, fuck like two guys a lot. I'm yeah. usually fucking girls. Okay. Fucking girls or a girl and a guy. You girl fucker, you. I know. I know. I just like my puss a little bit. <laughs> a little bit? After this conversation and knowing you, I think there's more than a little bit. Yeah, yeah. High-key bisexual. <laughs> um, but I did, uh, I thought one thing was kind of kinky. I was being, like, there's something about, I'm a, a little bit of a controlling person. Mm -hmm. um, but I was had a cock in my mouth and a cock in my pussy at the same time where I was just kind of being like, there's, I was in no control at all. Like they were just using me. I'm like, this is kind of hot. Yeah. Like, I kind of like this. I've, I've <laughs> been in that situation before. Yeah. It's like, you don't know what to do, but you know what to do. And it just feels good. Whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> you just let go. And you're like, I'm just going to get fucked. Like, I like that. Yeah. Do you have any kinks like, or like fetishes, maybe not kinks, but fetish mm -hmm. that you either really love to do or you yeah. haven't tapped into yet? Yes. <laughs> We're all got scared. <laughs> oh, I didn't do it. Take a second. Um, so I have a little some kinks. Um, I really like buttholes. Like I like to see like a vagina and then like a 
butthole. I just think it's so beautiful, and I like. So to only female buttholes, not at, like not men. Like are men you? are okay, but I'm talking more female. Okay, a hundred percent more female. Female buttholes are just prettier. Okay, I don't know what it is. Men buttholes look like coin slots to me. Coin slots, <laughs> don't they? They do. They're like a little slit. Like female buttholes are nice and round and have beautiful little, little ridges. spokes everywhere. Yes. She's like, it's it's like just art. Like, yeah. And then guys just like a little slit. I'm like, why is it like I just put a dime in there? Like, the fuck? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I love that. You hear that private talk after dark, that coin slot. <laughs> it's true. You know I'm right. It kind of is. And it sometimes is it's hairy and disgusting. A hairy and coin slot. Yeah. No one wants a hairy coin yeah, slot. Yeah, yeah. Are um, you an ass eater of men though? I have, if yeah. you want, you yeah. know, and it's usually like, I won't do it with just like a random person. It's like people I know are yeah. clean, you know, yeah. they take care of themselves. There was only probably, I think like maybe two guys in the industry that actually would like be comfortable with licking their ass. Yeah. And a lot of times like, would you be okay doing this? And I'm like, oh, thank you for asking. I love consent. It's not I just, will do it's this. not just shoving your head like, no, a little lower. Yeah. No, be like, bitch, why don't you ask me if you want yeah. my tongue in your asshole? Because mm-hmm. you know. That's just yeah. what how common Everybody, courtesy. Every time I've done it, they've asked me before. And I was like, that's real kind of you. Thanks. Thanks for letting me know. And they're always like, I'm very clean. Like, they'll, like, yeah. explain. I'm like, oh, okay. I feel very That means they really like it. Yeah. They, they, they mean they made sure before going on set oh, to yeah. make sure that everything was clean, which you all should do to everything. But sometimes yes. you, do, you get those people who just aren't that courteous. Like, I remember the people that I would just, like, not in the sense of, like, that kind of hygiene but as far as like mouth wise I'm a big kisser I'm a very sensual person so like mm-hmm. there'd be some people either smoke cigarettes yeah. and I smoke weed too but cigarette smoke is just like I can't stand if they didn't brush their teeth or anything I would not make I wouldn't kiss them I wouldn't even look at them because yeah. I'm like I'm not even gonna let you know that I want to kiss you but mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go here. yeah brushing your teeth should be standard before yeah it's just like you I think, feel like you're yeah. like in every cavity orifice like you should just be clean a hundred percent clean all yeah. the way yeah all right last okay. card Ace of diamonds. Diamonds. It's a spicy question, but I feel like we're all a little spicy. Spicy. Hmm. You know that possums are just spicy cats. (laughs) (laughs) They're spicy forbidden kittens. (laughs) I like that. You little spicy forbidden kitten. Yeah, they're so cute. Are you gonna be my possum? Don't touch them though. Are you gonna be my possum? (laughs) Hmm. Laundry or naked? Naked. Spit or swallow. Swallow. Daytime or nighttime sex? Daytime. Lights on or lights off? On. Thong or booty shorts? Thong. Boobs or butts? Ooh, both. Mm. No. Greedy bitch. Yes. I've been called a greedy bitch many times in my life. So if you own it, it's okay, I feel like, you know? They're like, open up. I'm like, no. (laughs) I don't want to. I did that one time. What was really funny, I have a story. So it was when I first started doing girls. And so the first girl I was ever with on camera was Brianna Love. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like I'm so fortunate to have, like, the, like, I guess awareness of like women loving women kind mm-hmm. of thing because she was truly like a lesbian. Mm-hmm. So we were doing a scene. It was like three girls. Oh yeah, it was. I was like, who was a guy? Who even cares? But it was Charles, Dara, and uh, <laughs> it was three girls. And at this time, it was really funny because a lot of weird shit was going on. It was when he first like came on the scene, and I don't know if you've ever worked with him I like have. in the beginning or if he still does this shit. I'll let you know. But he was like, it was so <laughs> weird, and it's weird because when you like work with new performers, mm-hmm. you like you don't want to like shit on them or like make them feel weird because you have to fuck them and they have to keep yeah. their dick hard, right? So you're like looking on the outside, like on the other side of your eye, like side eyeing them. He's like preparing like for a fight. Like he takes a shot. He's like hyping up. Like he's like being like Rocky. He's running in place. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, I'm like, he's like, like he was being Prince. He was pop talking himself. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. like, you got this. He's like, he, like all this shit. I was like, well, this is fucking weird. Like I don't know, whatever. So I'm over there and like we're talking to Brianna. We doing this scene. And she's going down on me. And it's about to be the pop shot. And I'm about to come. And she knows I'm about to come. And they're like, all right, pop shot. So when you say pop shot, private talk, you got to go to the dick. Because that's they're going to set up the shot. Mm -hmm. We didn't go to the (laughs) shot. She was like, she just kept eating my pussy. And then I came. And then it happened. Luckily, we Mm -hmm. caught it all. Because we're professionals like that. Mm -hmm. But it definitely, she was like, I don't care. She was like, (laughs) it was like, I'm going to get you off. Like, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. Because it was felt great. Yeah. Yeah, that was my selfish moment. I was like, please don't leave me. I feel like that should always be like that. Please a lot of times, like, don't leave me. They're like, Abigail, open up. I'm like, no, absolutely not. This is not how you, don't eat pussy like this. This is me time. You eat it with your mouth in it. 
got to be all up in there. All up in there. And if your makeup's still, you know, intact, you're doing it wrong. Doing it wrong. <laughs> doing it wrong. Is there any performers that you have not worked with that you would like to work with? We're going to manifest it right now so they could be on your OnlyFans so we could watch. Not worked with that I would like to work with. You know, to be completely honest, I've been following these chicks that aren't in the industry. <laughs> Here comes the pervy. Come yeah, yeah. Abigail. I'll be it like. is kind of pervy. <laughs> but there's these girls that are like OnlyFans girls that like do shit for their OnlyFans, but like they don't work in the industry. Have you so, worked with girls like that before for your OnlyFans? Or is it something that you're willing to dabble yeah, into I have, now? I have worked with a couple girls that are, have never been in the industry. They're just like Instagram girls. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I worked with um, Viking Barbie once, and she's fucking really into girls. Damn, that girl eats puss. Um, but Helena on uh, Twitter, she lives, I don't know, she looks like she lives in either California or Hawaii. I'm not sure, but she's big ass, big titty, beautiful. She looks like... Just like a goddess. I would love to fuck her. Um, I'm trying to think. There's so many new people in the industry. I don't even know who they are. Yeah, because I, I would, haven't I'm been like, paying I'm attention. I'm so out of the loop that I'm like, if you even said a girl's name, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know who that is. Yes. Like, it's, it, things change so quickly. And now again, too, it's like, like you said, it's they're only fan girls, which they do content, but it's like mm -hmm. not performers, like it's like an adult world, but it's still performing. So it's like that teetering yeah. gray oh, line. Jada Stevens. Jada Stevens. She's yeah. a she's a uh, private talk um She's a bit on the private talk before. Nice. She's definitely, you know, a big booty connoisseur like myself. She is. So we're going to have to, like, will Jada to come and, like, have sex with you. I'll put in a good word for you. Okay. I'll be like, you know what? Don't make it weird. Her mouth game is strong. <laughs> say that. <laughs> that's all. Oh, yeah. That's all you got to say. Abel's making it weird. <laughs> See, you would make it weird. I would make it I better. I'd make it be like, this, okay. is, this is why it's going to yes. happen. It's, it'll be great. Yes, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of manifesting things. The more we talk about it, the more her ass is going to be on your face, girl. I hope so. I'm definitely. I hope it's all over my body. 2021, I'm, I'm feeling it for you. I'm feeling thank it you. for you. Put it out there. Yes. All right, thank you so much for being a part of Private Talk After Dark. I hope you had an amazing time. I had fun getting to catch up with you, getting to know a little bit more about all the things. Please let us know your social medias, where we can find you and support you. All those good things. Social media. I have a Twitter, Instagram is Abigail Mac, YouTube Abigail Mac, TikTok Ms. Abigail Mac, and then my uh, OnlyFans, AbbyFans.com. That's right, Private Talk. Make sure you go and support my girl. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.